Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Good morning, everyone. It is Daily Crypto News for Tuesday, August 1st, 2023. I sold my Tesla. And it's not because I didn't like the car. It's because it was a new market, a new market segment, a new industry. And there was a lot of issues that came with that more than issues with the car. Now, I might be coping <laughs> a little bit. Please email me, bookings at todayinweb3.com if you have any questions or comments. But bear with me with this one. So I took delivery of a Model Y Performance March of 2021. And it was very exciting. Obviously, the car, because it was a new car company, Teslas are notorious for little minor imperfections when you take delivery, so I had to get some things fixed. Nothing major. No drivetrain, no battery, no motor, no nothing like that. Just minor things. So through about 40,000 miles of ownership, it was, a, by all intents and purposes, a great car. I loved it. But the problem is, is this was a new market. And the new market had new market offerings all the time coming. When I bought the car, and I took ownership of it, people would look at it all the time. Stop me and ask me about it. Be very curious, just curious about an electric car in general. Even asking, is it really all electric? Yeah, 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 it is. Then over time from March of 2021 until now, you saw Teslas on the road everywhere. Even here in Ohio, you can see a Tesla probably every one out of 10 cars. They're just everywhere now. And so it lost its appeal. But that's not the only thing, that there's more supply now and more demand. But it's because of the offerings. It's because of the market. It's because of the prices. When I bought the car, Teslas were selling at a premium. Over that time, the market matured. More offerings came out. The government came out with a tax incentive. So that cut the price of the cars drastically. So we're talking the price of a new Model Y dropping maybe 30% and a used Model Ys dropping, you know, 30, 40, 50%, basically overnight. Also, new competitive offerings were coming. The big differentiator between a Model Y or a Tesla in general and another EV was the charging network. Then you also saw new manufacturers start to switch to the North American charging standard, which is what Tesla uses, taking advantage of that infrastructure, the charging infrastructure. And so what I did is I looked at the market. I looked at the price of the Tesla that I could sell it for now used. I looked at the price of new Teslas I could buy. Basically, I sold it for 45000 I could probably buy a new Model Y, not a performance, but long range for roughly around the same, maybe a little bit more after tax incentives and everything. 
And so do I want to have a new Tesla, even though it's a lower trim, minus that 40,000 miles for pretty much the same price? And that's what we have here is we have this whole market in flux, making it easier for people to own, making it easier for people to charge, giving more choice to people in the market. And so what I was thinking is, can we use this example to the crypto space? We all want mainstream adoption. We want the spot Bitcoin ETF. We want things to happen on the blockchain. But with that, what's going to happen with the market when this does go mainstream, if it does go mainstream, if all of these issues are now being solved by a tokenized economy, what does this do to your hodlings? What does this do to transaction costs and speeds? What does it do to the product offerings and the competition in the market? What does it do when the government decides to put its weight behind certain industries or certain products that also change the dynamics of the whole market? And that is exactly what happened with Tesla and EVs in general. And so basically what I did is, instead of watching my depreciating asset depreciate faster than I expected, uh, I got out of the market and I wanted to wait to see how it matures. And I don't know how this could really be applied to the crypto space, but I think it's something to really start thinking about in depth because we do have a spot Bitcoin ETF on the horizon. We do have products when it comes to CBDCs, when it comes to stable coins, when it comes to FedNow, that is solving some of the issues that crypto was supposed to solve. And that's actually coming into fruition. What is it going to do for the long-term market of hodlings, of investments, of companies, of, again, the government interaction with these industries, putting their thumbs on certain scales? And who can take advantage? And who's going to get wrecked in the process or disadvantaged in the process? Anyway, that's what I wanted to think about. Email me, bookings at todayinweb3.com. Let's get into that crypto news. If you want to get rich, Hex is built for that. And that's what Richard Hart said on a YouTube stream. If you guys haven't heard, the SEC has charged Richard Hart, the founder of crypto project Hex, Pulse, and Pulse Chain, with allegedly conducting unregistered security offerings that raised more than a billion dollars, which we'll see if they're actually considered unregistered securities. But Richard Hart is also facing charges of allegedly using $12 million in the offerings proceeds to buy luxury goods, including a 555 carat black diamond called the Enigma. Hart began marketing Hex in 2018, claiming it's the first high-yield blockchain certificate of deposit and began promoting Hex tokens as an investment designed to make people rich. The SEC is also looking at a staking feature that Hart claimed would deliver 38% returns. No red flags there, huh? My opinions on this is, look, Richard Hart is not a dumb guy. He is not a dumb guy. However, I've managed to stay away from a couple people during my crypto journey because I just had very bad feelings about them. Richard Hart is one of them. Again, I've spoken with him on numerous occasions. He's been on previous podcasts before. He is not a dumb guy. However, when it came to this project, when it came to the promises, when it came to the offerings, when it came to the whole ethos behind it, I had a red flag. Did it finally catch up to him? Or is this all fiction? We'll have to wait and see, obviously. Stablecoins could potentially face compliance nightmares if the new national defense bill is passed. And this new amendment that's heading through Congress right now would require the U.S. Treasury Secretary to establish an examination standard for crypto assets that would help regulators to ensure compliance with money laundering and sanction laws. So, is this new bill that is supposed to be about defense going to put some regulations on stablecoins? Again, we're going to have to wait to see. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you guys remember, over the weekend, Curve was exploited for $52 million. And now the decentralized exchange tokens continue to lose ground as the looming threat of potential large liquidation of the founder's borrowed position has traders piling into short positions. The Curve founder has large borrowing positions and it may destabilize Curve and the wider crypto market. For example, he currently has an $100 million loan backed by 427.5 million Curve, about 47% of the entire Curve circling supply. I don't know how a founder gets that, but that should have been in question right there. He also borrowed $63.2 million in Tether from decentralized lender Ave against $305 million Curve. This position could be liquidated if the Curve to USDT pair moves below $0.37. Cents. And he also supplied $59 million Curve to FraxLend as collateral for backing the $15.8 million Frax loan. Now, Frax is interesting because Frax has a time-weighted variable interest rate and adjusts the rate up or down over time based on whether the utilized rate or the ratio of borrowed assets to collateral supplied is above or below a specific target range. Meaning at 100% utilization, which is currently at, the interest rate will double every 12 hours. The current interest rate on that loan is 81.2%. <laughs> Insane. But just in 3.5 days, it could jump to 10,000%. This huge interest rate could lead to liquidation regardless of the curve price. Curve seems to be rebounding. It's sitting at 60.9 cents. Binance is moving into Japan and is expected to launch its full services, its full exchange in August. Well, it's August 1st, so soon. And they're going to start with 34 tokens. Part of those tokens is BNB. And this can be the first time that BNB is available in Japan. So, an opportunity maybe? I'm not too sure. Wait and see, because, you know, up and down, nobody can predict this. What are some of the tokens that are going to be launched? Well, of course, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Polkadot, Algorand, Ethereum Classic, Cardano, Matic, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, SHIB, and, and some other ones that are quite interesting. For example, Ontology. Zilliqa. Huh. Anyway, they're starting with a, an eclectic lineup. And, well, I wish them luck in Japan. This is an interesting story. Bald, B-A-L-D, is a meme coin poking fun at Coinbase's CEO, Brian Armstrong, because he has no hair and he's bald. So somebody, obviously, because this is the crypto space and it's full of ridiculous shit, made a token, a meme coin, called Bald. Well, in just one day, if you were happy hodling it <laughs> we'll get to hodling in a minute the token went up three thousand percent so if you wanted to 30x your investment overnight 
you should have got some bald. But then you should have got it out really quick because it was a rug and the Tokus developer removed around $25.6 million in liquidity just a day after launch. Now, the interesting thing is, it's not just because somebody rugged a meme coin named after a bald head, which you should have just expected. The interesting thing is, is people are pointing to SBF or somebody at Alameda Research. Adam Cochran told Decrypt that he's 99% sure that either someone from Alameda, FTX, or SBF himself rugged the whole thing. Apparently, other people at FTX think it's Sam as well. Now, there's some on-chain evidence that shows and points that it could be somebody from Alameda, FTX, or SBF himself, as the bald developer reportedly received deposits from FTX and Alameda over more than two years and appears to have a balance of around 12,331 ETH worth around $22 million. And bald's developer's Binance wallet appears to be one of the wallets that triggered the DPEG of Terra Luna USD back in May. And so, is there a connection? Is it Alameda? Is it SBF? Well, Tiffany Fong weighed in on this and says, Guys, SPF hasn't had access to normal phone or laptop since April of 2023 when his bail conditions changed. He's basically been using a flip phone without internet connection and a laptop with restricted access to whitelisted websites. The New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and so on and so forth. Note, he specifically does not have access to Twitter, so claims that he's that dude due to sentence structure seems like a stretch. And then she posted some screenshots of SPF's current bail conditions to show that he can't have access to the internet at Crypto King, replied to Tiffany Fong says his parents don't have internet. Yeah, doubtful. And Tiffany says, JFC, the judge has thought through these loopholes and has written it into the bail conditions. I'm not dying on the hill for Sam, but to be certain it's him rather than any other former FTX Alameda employee, all of whom actually legally have access to devices seem irrational in my honest opinion. Then Caesar's calls replied to Tiffany saying, typically you have some pretty decent takes in the space, but this one is definitely landing you straight in the muted account page. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. If you feel the need to defend someone who stole billions of customers' funds, then we can't be friends. And here I am going to go out and not defend Sam, but defend the logic of Tiffany, saying that there's no proof. It could be Sam, but there's a lot of things that are stacking up to make it not Sam. But it could be somebody from Alameda, which is more logical. It could be somebody from FTX, which again is more logical. And it could be Sam. We're not saying that. All I'm saying is we should learn from this, that if some meme coin comes out called Bald... (laughs) to make fun of uh, Brian Armstrong from Coinbase. Maybe if you do ape into it because you just want to gamble, which is it is, it is gambling, you make sure that you take profits when you hit 10x, 20x, and don't wait for that rug. Now let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And the time is 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Fear Greed Index is sitting at 51 neutral. Bitcoin sitting at $28,866, down 1.6% in 24. Ethereum's at number two at $1,833, down 1.6% as well. Tether is number three, and we have some Tether news. Tether Holdings Limited, the issuer of USDT stablecoin, reported a Q2 profit of $850 million. So, um, they're winning. Anyway, they're at number three. Binance is at 244 up 0.7%, and XRP is number five sitting at $0.69, cents, down 1.5%. Running off the top 10, we have USDC, Doge, Cardano, Solana, and Tron. And that was our show today. Please feel free to email me, bookings at todayinweb3.com. I swear I'm going to buy a new website here soon enough to match the branding. But until then, and until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.